This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Brown, Don Brock and Chris Kennedy in the studio to get you through all the latest news. Boys, it's Origin as we're recording this tonight. So first off, what's your prediction and how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I've, I've tipped New South Wales. I'm, I'm certain it'll be a lot closer and a lot tougher than the first one. I don't think the Blues are going to run away with it. Um, uh, Queensland have picked a, a much better side. Um, the return of, obviously, Slater and Thurston scares me, and I think some guys like Glasby and, and Wallace might actually be a lot better than people are giving them credit for. So, tipping Blues in a very tight one. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Blues, but by a lot less than they won last time. I think the Queensland's probably overcompensated a bit with all the team changes, mm. but certainly with Slater and Thurston back, helps a lot. If you're a New South Wales fan, if it's 10 minutes to go and the scores are tied, you're, you're getting pretty nervous. I mean, it's, everyone's talking about it's Mitch Pierce's time, but when you've got Thurston, Slater, Smith, Cronk with 10 minutes to go, if the scores are tied, I think it's leaning. You think New South Wales need a buffer heading into the final minutes. Yeah, the New South Wales strength and way to win is that kind of swamping them through the middle and, and getting a roll on, whereas I think if it comes to a tight one, like you said, those game breakers, they're the ones to set up for a field goal and, and snap it with the game on the line. All right, you can catch us on Twitter at andrewbryan321, at ckennedy80, and at dom underscore brock. We're going to have all the team uses and changes, plus we'll get into your fantasy questions. Let's get into the show. The latest in league. All right, the first game of the week, uh, Warriors v. the Bulldogs. Uh, for the Warriors, Chance Nickel Clocksad returns on the wing. Break-even of just one, so if you're looking for a bit of a cash cow, CNK might be one to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more good news for those who have still got him in their teams. Um, it's probably beyond time to be getting cash cows at this point. If you're low on trades, if you've got a lot of trades, then who knows? I think he's just filling in for this one week, Solomon Okada. Um is out with a family issue, so I think he'll be back next week. Um, otherwise, in that Warriors team, um, Kieran Foran's in doubt with a quad injury. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, not a huge fantasy-relevant player, but it could affect other players this yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think it'll affect Sean Johnson's scores too much either way, and like you said, I think it's way too late to be buying Charles Dickel Klockstadt. Um, won't that make enough money from here, I don't think, to be worth selling him, so if you're cashing out, just get a 138k non-player. And Isaac Luke, uh, after passing 50 just twice in the first 11 rounds, uh, he's coming off scores of 57, 59 and 58. Is Isaac Luke a possible option? Like, obviously, Jaden Braley's uh, minutes are always uh, questionable and for people looking to upgrade, obviously, McInnes is the, the, the one that most people will go to, but Isaac Luke could be a point of difference. Yeah, a lot of us have already sort of upgraded Braley to a McInnes-type player. I guess if you've still got Braley, he's probably worth looking at, but I can't really think of too many other permutations for your team where it'd be worth getting in. Yeah, I mean, if, you can't, if you're not going to be able to afford a McInnes-Smith combination or a McCulloch, you know, two of those three guys, then Luke's a bit of a left-field option. Um, yeah, he normally averages, what, high 40s, around 50, whereas the other guys are 55 and up, but, you know, a bit cheaper. And for the Bulldogs, the big return of Josh Reynolds. Don't they need him? Uh, pushes Matt Frawley back to the bench and Kerrod Holland's also out of the side. What, what are we thinking about the Bulldogs? Obviously, he's been struggling a bit lately. Um, I'm thinking Kerrod Holland's going to play because I'd be surprised if Brett Morris backs up with his knee for, for two games in a couple of days. Um, beyond that, I think Matt Frawley's probably done his dash um, and served his purpose for fantasy coaches and it could be time to move him on before he loses what cash he's got. Yeah, and uh, fingers crossed that James Graham starts getting back to his big scores for those of us who um, have him. He's had a bunch of head knocks and injuries in the last couple of months. Um, his price is dropping. Uh, he had a quietish game 
uh, last start, but he's still a, he's still a keeper. He, he's lost 177,000 break-even now, about 55, though. So, he's, yeah, he, so he looks could like he would have bottomed out. But he's only hit 50 once in the last five rounds, including a 9 and an 18. So, But they're more injury-related exactly. than anything else. Yeah, if he gets mid-50s, he'll only drop, what, five grand, eight grand or something. So, you know, now's a good time to get him if you want him. If you've got him already, I think he's a hold. I don't think there's any need to panic trade. Mm. I was about to say, put him on the uh, on the radar for the next couple of weeks if he does start hitting some scores. I don't think I'll be buying him this week until I saw something a bit more encouraging. But uh, if you are on the market for a strong prop for the run home and he starts hitting some 50s, then he'll be nice and cheap. All right, now for the Friday night blockbuster game on free-to-wear. <laughs> the West Tigers take on the Titans. Uh, both teams really need a win. Uh, I think Tony Wiebeck wrote a story on our website this week saying it's pretty much make or break now. If they don't win this game, then they're no chance of the finals. Uh, obviously, for the Tigers, Tedesco and Woods have been named, but obviously they've got to get through origin. Uh, I guess the big talking point, though, was Eason Masters, who keeps his spot, uh, 182,000, a break-even of minus eight, uh, 52 last week, including three tackle breaks, three offloads, and a try. So if you jumped on Masters, then uh, it was a pretty good week to jump on him. Yeah, last week would have been the week to get him. There wasn't really a good reason to buy him. Last week, I don't think, based on what he'd shown in a points-per-minute sense prior to that, but maybe uh, he's probably more of a back rower by trade, but he's been playing uh, centre in the New South Wales Cup all year, so maybe he's a bit more comfortable at centre at this stage of his career, and he, he certainly can break a tackle, and uh, he's got a bit of uh, attacking flair about him, so maybe he can pump out a few more half-decent scores. Yeah, and he looks like he's got that centre spot for now. Um, seems to be first choice um, all of a sudden. So, yeah, again, if you need a cash cow, he's an option, um, but a bit... What's, what's he cost? 180 something. So he's not quite 182, ideal yeah. for a cash out at the moment. Yeah, okay. And just quickly, Malachi Wateni Zelezniak is out, but Elijah Taylor, how good is he going? He's averaging 60 from his last three games, uh, averaged 50 for the season now, and his scores have been pretty consistent. He's had a 55, a 44, a 69 a 58 and a 76 the last few weeks. So he just keeps pumping up big numbers. I guess there's a lot of tackling to be done for the Tigers and yeah. he's cleaning up a he's, lot in the middle. He's always been a really good defender. Um, the problem has been that even if he makes 45 or 50 tackles a week, he doesn't really do much else usually. So his scores have normally peaked at around 50. Unless he has some attacking stats, which you know he's been doing a bit of late. So... Yeah, I still think he's a kind of a rung below those real elite second rowers, and there's a lot of them this year. You know, DeBellin, Tomalolo, Gallen, Sam Burgess, all these guys. But, um, yeah, happy days if you've got him. Yeah, I don't think I'll be buying him. He's a little bit inflated by attacking stats that I don't think he can probably maintain. I know some coaches were losing patience with him earlier in the year when he wasn't getting anything other than tackles, and there's always the risk that he sort of reverts to that, so I'd be looking elsewhere. And for the Titans, Jared Hayne, Nathan Peets, Jared Wallace, they're all named, obviously got to get through Origin. But the Titans just can't catch a break. All these players come back and then they lose Pulu with appendicitis of all things. Appendicitis, yeah. They, you're right, they can't catch a break. So they lose three and four players in a, in a week frequently. It's almost defies belief how many injuries mm. they've, they've managed to pick up. Um, I guess we're potentially getting closer to Jamal Fogarty getting a run pending um, you know, the fitness of, of Roberts and Taylor moving forward. But if they both play this week, then Fogarty could be on the back burner for a bit longer. And just watch out to NRL.com because their coach has already admitted uh, in a story this week that they won't run out 1-17. to He has no idea how they're going to run out, but he's expecting injuries. Uh, they nearly always finish with one player on the bench. If that, I don't know what's happening there, but they're pretty unlucky this year and probably their spot on the ladder reflects how unlucky they've been with injuries. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, their finals chances are gone now, but, you know, they've, they've had a lot of good, brave performances, but, it, it, you know, it can't be good enough when you've got that crazy injury toll they've mm. had this year. It's a shame. They were genuine, genuine finals hopes at the start of the year if you take all the injuries out of it, but just, you know, it started with, you know, Nathan Peets being out for the first six or eight weeks and just kind of got worse from there, and it's really cruel their chances. Okay, no real big news from the next game. The Cowboys versus the Panthers. Obviously, Thurston, Cooper, Hess, all named. Taumalolo ran for 300 metres at the weekend and scored another 80. Uh, another barnstorming performance from him. Uh, no changes for the Panthers. Moylan's obviously at 5'8". A lot of questions around Dylan Edwards, who's now 308,000. Still has money to make at fullback. He still has a negative break even. If you've jumped on him already, uh, all luck to you. But if you're buying him now... He's still going to make some cash, but if you're buying him now, you're buying him as a keeper for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and he's still a great price for a keeper. He's around 300 grand. There's, you know, guys who are more expensive than that who have been a bit underwhelming. So he's an option. We're assuming, as we've said in the last couple of weeks, that he's going to keep that fullback fullback spot for the rest of the season, considering how the Panthers have been going recently and Moylan. Um, at 5'8 as well, so yeah, he looks looks a good option. Yeah, He could be, at this point, a straight swap, I guess, for someone like Nick Kotrick, who's a, a similar price, but probably not going to average as much in the long run. I think it'd be a little bit too sideways to start selling guys like Tuovasashek and Billy Slater, um, just to squeeze out a tiny bit of extra cash, but yeah, he's still, he's Ideally, you would have bought him a couple of weeks ago, but if you didn't, yeah, it's certainly the last week this week. And I guess when we're talking about guys like this, had it been round one or round two in the season, we would have told everyone to jump on him because of the money he's going to make and the way that the Panthers line up, how well they're playing with him. It's a consistent thing. But at this stage in the season, you've always got to be worried about the cash cows because people are running low on trades. And unless you're bringing them in as a keeper, you've got to remember you're going to be burning two trades every time you try to jump on one of these guys. Yeah, exactly. If you run out of trades in you know a month's time, then having lots of cash doesn't really help you much. So yeah, it's more about keepers and, and really cheap guys at this, at this stage yeah. of the season. I think to the point, basically almost every trade you make now, you're either freeing up cash by cashing someone out to a, a really cheap guy or bringing in someone who is a viable 17 player right through to round 26. And it wouldn't be an NRL.com fantasy show without mentioning Trent Marin, Marin, CK Marin, 25. <laughs> I thought we were past this, Trent. I thought we were past this. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe just a, a one-off. Um, he's obviously sort of found some form of consistency out of his slump prior to this 25. Um, I hope it's just a, an aberration. He's back to his, uh, his hard-working ways after that. Yeah, I wouldn't be worrying yet. Maybe if he does it again next week, start worrying. But, you know, yeah. he was so good before that, for the month or so before that. <laughs> All right, the Raiders take on the Broncos, and gee, the Raiders need this win after um, some performances and some results that they've been missing. Obviously, Shannon Boyd returns, pushing Bateman to the bench, and for the Broncos, Benji Marshall starts with uh, Ben Hunt on the bench. <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, yeah, so Benji Marshall and Cody Nicarima are now preferred ahead of uh, Ben Hunt. We thought Hunt may have come straight back in when uh, Anthony Milford got injured, but that's not to be, so who knows how long this... Lineup persists for. Yeah, I mean Wayne's got form, right? Like he put Justin Hodges in reserve grade for the rest of the year when he left for the Roosters exactly, yeah. back in the the early two thousands. Um, seems to take these club switches pretty personally for someone who's been around the business 
so long. And yeah, I guess the encouraging form of, of Benji and, and Cody means I think that that's can... probably more to the yeah. point. Hodges was slightly different. With this one, the Broncos have been playing so well with Nicarima in the halves that, I mean, Hunt on the bench doesn't make a lot of sense normally. You'd think that Benji's probably more versatile in that bench role. You think that if you're going to play Hunt, that he'd play 80 minutes. But again, I haven't won seven premierships. So. Yeah, he played his first, what, 100 and something NRL games off the bench as a, a bench hooker, didn't he, mm. Ben Hunt? So maybe he's just sort of reverting to that. He does cover a couple of positions. Like he can play dummy half and either of the halves and probably stick in the centres at a pinch if you get desperate. Or could come into halfback and Nicarima could go to hooker for a bit or... You know. I've been saying that for so long, but McCulloch keeps punching out those minutes. Uh, the Origin Stars obviously returned for the Broncos. Uh, James Roberts, I wanted to touch on him. Break even, almost 70 now. So in a couple of weeks, if you're looking for a premium centre, his price is going to drop. He's averaging 43, and he's had some big scores and always seems to be in and around the ball. And he's good for one player that'll get him 20 or 30 points. So he could be one if you're looking for a primo centre in a couple of weeks as a keeper, um, given that his price is going to drop. Yeah, like like pretty much all you know genuine centres. Uh, this year he's been a bit erratic, but... Um but that can work in your favour if you're looking to buy one. He might have a few more quiet games, get cheap, and then you could buy him and he might start hitting 70. So, yeah, one to watch. Yeah, he's been fluctuating wildly. He's never sort of managed the, the consistency that we'd like um, from a fantasy sense. But as you say, his average is still amongst the best of the centres. Talking about consistency in centres, uh, Leipana, obviously. Rapana averaging almost 80 in his last couple of games and just killing it. Leilua might have turned a corner. Still cheap at 294,000, but had a couple of decent scores in the last couple of weeks. And if that continues, then the people who have persisted with him might finally get some decent scores out of Leilua. Yeah, I still think he's probably going to be hit and miss, depending on the opposition he's up against each week. You know, it might not be easy against the Broncos, um, but, you know, he's capable of pulling off, you know, big attacking plays against anybody on any given week. So if you've got him, obviously, this is this is good. Um, yeah, and he's a cheaper option if you're looking to buy a centre, but still a bit risky. Yeah, I'd probably want... <clears throat> I mean, I've... As we all know, I've jumped on Leilua right before he hit his absolute form slump and I've ridden it through the whole way. So hopefully, you know, he's, he's on the, the way up. If you're looking to buy him, I'd probably wait for another better score or two. Um, Rapana, I think, just way too expensive to justify on a winger despite his outrageous form of late. All right, Roosters take on the Storm. Orbison moves back to the pack and all the Origin players have been named. Uh, for the Storm, Curtis Scott on an extended bench after 54 last week. How good were the Storm? The attack of the Storm bots, attack of the clones, all those young Storm players, uh, they don't look like they're going to go through a rebuilding phase. They are Fantasy-wise, probably not time to jump on any of them, but from an NRL point of view, you can't be help but admire that program yeah, down really there. really promising, isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, it was against a weekend Cowboys team in Melbourne, so it wasn't the necessarily toughest game, but, you know, awesome finish, and they all played mm. well, all those guys, you know. Yeah, um, the, the Bro- clutch play out of Brody Croft in particular at the end, the, the kick to force the dropout that pulled up just sort of shot of the dead ball line, then obviously the field goal was just, it was Cooper Cronk all over again. Um, the, from a fantasy point of view, Curtis Scott, I think we said in the podcast last week, is probably the best of the buy-round cash-out options because he's probably going to play 15 and 18 and not stick around, be an auto-emergency risk. Um, getting a couple of tries and a half-century to boot was uh, fantastic for the overall coaches who jumped on. And, and even if he does play, he's proven that he can score points, so he might not be a risk even if he yeah. does play. So that could be a handy. I jumped on him and was happy with his 54. But well, well, Sorry to interrupt. What do we think about him named on the bench, though, this week? Is this a... New thing, centre on the bench for Melbourne. I'm just... 
Is he going to? I actually... just think it could be Origin cover. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd suggest that people stay up to date with NRL.com for the latest team news because <laughs> there might be a few switches. Yeah. Uh, a blatant plug there for our own website, but yeah. the Bellamy Mind Games, the fact they've got five players backing up from Origin, I wouldn't be too. I, I don't see his value on the bench yeah. in an NRL sense if they're fully fit because you can have forwards or utilities. He's an outside back. It's I can't see him if he does put on the bench this week. It's because they've sort of picked up a few injuries. I think. All right, the Dragons take on the Knights. Uh, Josh Dugan returns. Frizzell was named on an extended bench, but if he gets through Origin, I think he'll play because Jack DeBellin went to the judiciary last night trying to get off that Grade 1 uh, charge, and he was found guilty. So uh, I apologise to everyone. I brought in DeBellin last week, and hmm. he got suspended this week. So that hurts my fantasy team and a lot, but we think Frizzell will now play, but obviously depending on Origin. Yeah, You'd think if he comes through all right, he'll play, especially now with DeBellin out, which is you know, really bad news for everyone who has him in fantasy, um, especially for those teams that have been planning for the buys because you know, a lot of those teams only have about 17 players or 18 players in action this week. So, um, yeah, major blow. Yeah, we spoke to Tyson Frizzell in Blues Camp on Sunday when he was up for media and just talking about the rib injury, and he said it's while it's painful and it does require a needle to get through a game, it's... Like people have played through much worse, it's completely fine. It doesn't hamper him at all. He, you know, wouldn't keep him out of a club game. So he was pretty adamant that he wasn't going to miss uh, any game time for the Dragons. Uh, also, just noting that Will Matthews came back from his nasty early season season hip dislocation uh, via the Intra Super Premiership last week. He's on the extended bench, um, given DeBellin's out and Frizzell potentially might not get through Origin. Matthews may be a chance of playing his first game of the year, which is awesome news for him, uh, given the the seriousness of the injury um, and just some breaking news on DeBell and Trent Merrin has been rushed into Blues squad as 19th man uh, for tonight. There you go. There you go. Breaking news. Uh, shout out to Paul Vaughan as always. 77. Massive effort from him again. We all love the Vaughan. Uh, nothing really to talk about from Newcastle boys. Doesn't seem to be many fantasy other than Sione who we get a lot of questions about. Yeah. Sione should hopefully score more than 25 this week which he hasn't done for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but beyond that, there's not a lot of fantasy-relevant stuff. Some people will be relying on Jalen Feeney. I know in the office some people will be relying on Jalen Feeney this You're week. which is at a, me this week. <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit scary. Not but, a good um, position to be in, thanks to Bellin. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. well, they do. They have actually named an identical 1 through 17 as what ran out against Manly. Um, two weeks ago, which is a bit unusual for Nathan Brown. I can only assume that he's going to drop Sam Stone and promote someone else, and who knows. Um, but, yeah, Stone and Yates both. Stone had a massive tackle count, didn't he, the other week? He had about 50 tackles. Um, so he's, he's kicking along quite nicely. All these guys are getting close to being cash-outs, and Sione, hopefully it won't be a, a lotto land, you know, mud bowl-style game, and he can actually get a bit of quality ball and a few tackle breaks and get those, uh, those half-centuries back. And... Maybe if we're, you know, stretching, Dane Gagai could be a left field option for centre or fullback. His dual position now scoring, you know, better at fullback than he was at centre early in the year. So, yeah, left field option. All right, the final game of the round, Sharks take on the Seagulls. Uh, Fafita, Graham, Maloney, Bird, they all return. Mortimer named on the bench. Wasn't he meant to be on a plane to England? Uh, obviously came up with the, the match-winning play in his first game against the Tigers. But what's, what's the latest on Mortimer and obviously that affects how they shuffle their, their team. Didn't Gallen just say he definitely played his last game and wouldn't play for the Sharks? Well, he said that and then they named him in their 17. I so. can't keep up with the Sharks hooker situation these days. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, last week it, it meant Braley only played 
think, 48 minutes. He was going a point a minute up until yeah, then. And he then... still scored quite well with, with 40 points. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Mortimer this week. Uh, either way, James Seguiaro is probably a couple of weeks away from playing a similar role. So, yeah, as we've said before, Braley's time is probably just about up. Mm. Kurt Capel there on the bench after his 107 Massive. points in the centres last week. I don't think you could possibly buy him because obviously that came with five players, many of them forwards, missing from the Sharks team and he's not going to get that kind of opportunity and, and minutes yeah, much for the rest of the year. He's 268,000, break-even of minus 28. So if it was <laughs> round one, you'd be jumping all over him. Uh, two tries, a try assist, eight tackle breaks, four line breaks, 251 metres and 16 tackles uh, for 106, which was the second 100 point in the round. And we'll touch on the next one. Uh, for Manly, Darcy Lussick replaced Hastings on the bench. Uh, nothing really to talk about other than to Power, who has been killing it. Um, has an average of 59 um, and scored under 59 just once in the last six games. Most of those 70s and 80s just absolutely killing it. He's found that consistency that has sort of been lacking in his career. He's got rid of the suspensions and those sort of things. And absolute weapon for Manly when he plays they're a much better team. Yeah I've seen him get 80 plus scores before and even in consecutive weeks but I've never seen him put together this kind of consistent form so maybe he really has turned the corner and it'll be a good option for the run home. And the other thing with Manly in general they're one of the teams that has both their buys out of the way now so great options for overall points um, it's Manly, Penrith and uh, Newcastle I believe so any keepers from those teams there aren't many from Newcastle but there's a few at, at Manly that you know are good options your already. Your Tom Turbos and, and your Jake Gerbos and Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they're all you know, even slightly better buys than they were already. All right. Uh, obviously, the Eels and the Rabbitohs have the buy, but we can't go past the Rabbitohs without Ag- Angus Crichton's 121, uh, the all-time record scorer in NRL Fantasy. Three tries, four line breaks, 12 tackle breaks, 200 metres, 27 tackles, and an offload. Uh, to prove he was human, he did have two missed tackles, so it could have been even bigger. But what a performance that was, that 80-minute performance. Yeah, massive, absolutely massive. Great for this, those of us who have him, you know, especially after Sam Burgess went down um, before kickoff in that, in that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, with, you know, it was always a chance. You know, he's been getting some big scores this year, but no one really saw the greatest yeah. score of all time coming from him. What a king. That's just amazing. And like You've you talked say, to him. He's a great kid as well. Oh, like yeah. He gave his boots away uh, after the game. He was seen giving his yeah. boots away to the crowd, to two kids, two separate kids, gave his boots away. And you've talked to him. He just seems like a great kid as well. Yeah, incredible role model. I spoke to him at length about the work that he does with the Indigenous community. Um, the the two brothers, Leon and Delwyn Wanamara, um, from the Arnhem Land uh from Arnhem Land, who he's sort of mentored at, at Scots College through school, took them under his wing and, you know, they, they designed his Indigenous round boots and he's just, he's just a really great example of a, you know, a young man that you should aspire to be like. He's just so, I guess, generous and, and just aware, I think, of mature of his surroundings and, and that sort of thing. So you're a very impressive young man. All right, that's all the games. Let's get straight into the NRL Fantasy questions using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. Cameron is the first one to tweet in, and he wants to know, with the sad news about Casey Pritchard, uh, which we didn't mention at the top of the show, is it time to upgrade to McInnes? That seems like a, a no-brainer, but have you got any other info on Casey Pritchard? 
Um, Kazar obviously out for the season with an LCL injury, which we don't hear too much of, but my understanding is they're actually harder to come back from than ACLs, and he, he, his knee may actually never be the same again. So um, drama's there. A lot of a really long, hard road in front of Kazar, unfortunately. Really hope to see him back because he's had no luck in his career so far. Um, as, as far as the Eels go, the Wenty team for this weekend, um, they do play, they don't have a bye. Um, Cameron King, who's the, I guess, the next cal off the rank as far as hookers go, hasn't been named. Um, he's only just come back from injury. I haven't uh, had a chance to talk to Anna Parry yet, whether he's out injured again, but Cody Nelson, who played one or two games previously for the Eels at hooker, the former Titan, um, is captaining Wenty with the number nine on his back. So it sounds as though he may be the one to get the job-sharing role with um, with Will Smith when the Eels play uh, after the bye. Uh, in terms of the question about an upgrade to McGuinness, that seems a no-brainer. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> and the other news just on that is obviously Bo Scott is out for mm. the season as well. So it's a double blow for Parramatta. Let's move on. Uh, Ram Harder-Harron, hope I got that one right. He tweets in every week. Is James Graham a pickup this week or in a few more weeks in NRL Fantasy? We talked about him at the top of the show. Uh, his low scores are more injury-related than form-related. Uh, so it's... About 40 last start with no injury concerns, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't anything too convincing. Yeah. Um, you know, he always has a, a stint off, you know, on the bench during the first half, so it kind of depends, you know, how he comes back after that each game. Still, he's, he's averaged probably higher than 50 if you take out those injury scores. I think he's a keeper. Um, there's no rush to buy him this week, you know. In, he'll probably be cheaper next week, a little bit cheaper, but if you're desperate for another scorer in the front row... I think he's a fine buy. All right. At NRL Made in China has a technical question. Dom, I hope you can answer this one for us. <laughs> Why didn't Jack DeBellin's price go up last week? His break-even was 45 and he scored 55, yet no price change. Yeah, so uh, these are quite complicated, but the, the basic gist is the break-evens are an estimate rather than a hard rule. Um, and price changes for one player depend on how every player in fantasy scores. So it's like an artificial salary cap across the whole game. Sure, yeah. So um, on high-scoring rounds, player player price increases won't be as much as usual. So last weekend was a very high-scoring round. There were two guys getting hundreds. Um, there are only four games, so... Um, and we've gone through a lot of players who scored really well. So you had to score higher to get more money last week, if this makes any sense. Anyway, the, the point being, you know, it's an estimate. Sometimes it can be wrong. Uh, DeBellin, I think he went up a little bit, but not very much. Um, yeah. I think you just got to take those break-evens as a, with a grain of salt. And on DeBellin, I blamed myself, but CK did have an article this week talking about how close he was to playing Origin and how he could taste it. So there's a little bit of slack on CK as well. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Lachlan Hancock, is it worth trading Nathan Brown despite his keeper-level scores? Is Tapau a good option as he has no more buyers? Uh, hashtag NRL Fantasy. Well, Brown, probably just a tick under, like, keeper-keeper level in the position that he's in. Um, fantastic buy once he got moved into the starting role, just with the Eels' buy schedule. But now that Eels have got two buys coming up this weekend and then round 19, which are important weeks both for overall and for head-to-head -head coaches, um, and the fact that so many other teams have got one, if not two, buys out of the way, I'd almost be inclined to say that Brown to, to power, if you can do it in one trade, is a pretty good upgrade. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but you know, you'll get more points a week from Tapao. What, maybe five or ten, mm. and two extra games, considering 
the buys. The buys. Yeah, so, so it's a good buy. So for overall points, yeah, makes sense. All right, Reese Kerr wants to know, uh, Sully to Teddy or C. Walker to Sean Johnson? He's leaning towards the first one. Uh, what are your thoughts, CK? Yeah, probably first one. I'd obviously wait until Origin's over and make sure Teddy comes through unscathed. Um, Sully's peaked and can be sold. Um, Cody Walker's sort of... I feel like he's going to come back with those attacking stats at some point. I don't have him, but I'm, yeah, I know a lot of people are sort of riding through the, the pain of his, his low scores at fullback. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's too. He, he does rely heavily on attacking stats, but I think he can get back to being a pretty good yeah. fantasy I think player. Cody Walker at least is a potential keeper, and Sully isn't. So yeah, yeah. Jabroni Chalker wants to know. You must be a Rocky Maivia fan. Uh, Uate to Moylan is that a waste of a trade? Uh, we were talking about Uate a few weeks ago, how he's been surprisingly consistent, and then he pumped out like a minus or a zero or something like that. Moylan playing the halves now, is it worth a trade there, or is it still a bit of a risk? I still don't think so. Moylan's one of those guys who's a great player but has never been a great fantasy player. Um, that could change a little bit now that he's in the halves, but he's had two great games, and he's still scored 38 and 48, I think, in the last couple of games. So, um, yeah, I still don't think he's quite a keeper. Um, I'd prefer to go all the way up to a Tedesco or one of those real guns at the back. I agree. All right, Kiri Tenation, who tweets in every week. Thanks for that. Uh, thoughts on Elliot to Fitzgibbon uh, and Sully to Tedesco, Turbo, Robert, Slater, which one? Uh, so we'll probably go to the second question first. Tommy Turbo, Roberts or Slater, which one would you prefer to have out of those guys? Um, was Tedesco an option as well? And Teddy. Yeah, I'd probably go Tedesco. Probably Teddy, yeah. Turbo does have no origin and no more buyers left, so potentially could play every game from here on, which is a, a selling point. There's also two centres and two fullbacks in that, you know, four there, so it kind of depends on where your strengths and weaknesses in your own team and are the, at the moment. And the thoughts on Fitzgibbon? Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been good in the last couple of weeks. He's starting uh, for the Knights. Um, looks like a cash cow, except that Jamie Bure is about to come back in the next week or two, yeah. so... Um, for that reason, I wouldn't get him. Yeah. I, I'd hold probably Elliot until after round 18. Elliot's going fine, isn't he? He got 55 or something yeah. last game. Yeah. And the final question from Sam Turner. Uh, this one's on the spot. Does Masters pick up dual position for centre after four games this week or does it only include run-on appearances? Yeah, he's only started once at centre, which was last game. So he needs to do that four times to get dual position. Yep. So there's a bit of a wait there for Sam. Well, that should be the show. Anything else you boys want to add? Well, obviously, Origin tonight uh, and then a big round of, of footy coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm working the game, so I'll be heading out nice and early. So pumped for that one. Hopefully, it's uh, the Blues can, can wrap it up in straight sets and not have to do a decider at, at Suncorp in Thurston's last Origin. Thurston's last Origin, possibly Slater, possibly Cronk. Mm. I mean, you don't want to be heading there for a decider. That would be quite intimidating. Especially if you're coming off a loss, Queensland will have the momentum and will have found out a way to beat this powerful New South Wales team. So I think they really need to get it done tonight. And hopefully no injuries. I'm running out of trades. and <laughs> Very much so. All right, that's full time on the episode. You can follow us on Twitter at AndrewBrown321, at Dom underscore Brock, and at CKennedy80. Enjoy Origin if you're listening to this pre-Origin or laugh at us for our predictions. Uh, at the start of the show but there's a massive round of footy coming up obviously stay tuned to nrl.com because there might be late team changes this week after origin and enjoy the footy for your chance at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash and prizes head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today you've been listening to the nrl.com fantasy podcast